Hey there, it's Nathan. Real quick before we start this episode, I wanted to invite you to take our 2024 listener survey. We just want to better understand how you are listening to our podcast, how you're consuming our content, and probably most importantly, if there's anything we're missing. What would be more helpful to you as a leader, as someone in charge of other people, or someone who is just interested in the field and topics of leadership and strengths? Should we maybe interview other leaders? Should we talk more specifically about a certain topic related related to those things, related to leadership, related to teamwork, any of those things, we want to hear from you. So take just a couple minutes. There's a link in the description, or you can go to leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash 2024 dash survey and give us your thoughts. All right, now on to the episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and you are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast. Thanks for joining us today on the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. So today on the podcast, I'm talking about parenting and strengths with Logan Joyce. He's one of our consultants and the director of business development here at Leadership Vision. You know, this is actually not really about parenting. It's more about how we've seen our strengths show up, change, and maybe even display a little bit of ugliness about themselves, you know, not so generative things, since we've become parents. If you're not a parent, well, just keep listening, because as you'll find out, there's some bigger lessons here that we're trying to apply to individuals and teams that has, well, in many ways, nothing really to do with parenting, or kids for that matter. Logan and I talk about how the concepts of empathy, patience, and curiosity, sort of the trifecta of necessary parenting traits, well, those are often lost in the workplace. And we'll ideate a little bit about what it might be like if we brought those things back. So keep listening as Logan and I share some of the lessons that we've learned and continue to learn about how our strengths have been shaped by our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful children. Logan. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thanks. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. Yeah. I'm having a great day. You have a young daughter. I do. She's one and 1.2. How old is she? she? Yeah, like one and a half. One and a half. Oh, really? She's that old? She's 15 months, oh, okay. but who knows when this will come out. You know, I'm trying to, point. trying to put it out into <laughs> litmus. Sure. She's one, one and a half. Yep. Uh, sleeping through the night, presumably? Very well. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's actually, so she's at nanny during the day with a seven month old. Okay. A two-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, that's fun. And she has my personality, so she already would have been pushing boundaries. But she's in her, like, two-year-old testing the limits oh, dear. right now at 15 months. Okay. So, Good for her. She's advanced is what you're saying. Yep, exactly. Okay. She fell asleep with her arms hanging over the railing last night oh. because she was screaming. But normally because she's she was like... screaming, did you say? Yeah. Oh, she's the, she When she goes through those regressions, it's like... Three, three or four hours oh, a night and we'll go in and pat her every 20 minutes whatever yeah. but she's just she has my personality so deeply wow. so anyway wait do you wake up screaming every night i do <laughs> that's a that's a hallmark of logan's character my wife was wife not like, i didn't tell her about it i just yeah. thought we'd get married and she'd fun. find out what it's like logan and, just wakes up screaming in the middle of the night yeah, yeah. well i have four children as you know i have a five-year-old two-year-old twins and a at 
at the time of this recording, an almost four-month-old. I'd, I'd actually wake up screaming in the middle of the night consistently if that was my reality. So, <laughs> well, so they're all great sleepers, and they have their their moments. My one of one of the twins woke up. It was about a week ago, because um, she had she had pooped the bed. Oh, wow. pretty pretty bad. But she had, so like a few months before that, she was kind of going through this phase of night terrors. And with night terrors, you don't want to wake the kid up because it can confuse them and you just want to kind of just sort of calm them with your voice if you can very gently. Um, And so that's what we thought was going on. But the other twin, it took a little while to figure out she was saying this in in our sleep-deprived state, was saying, big poop, (laughs) big poop, (laughs) which is just amazing to me. Um that the level of communication and articulation from them at this young age, they're, like I said, two and, almost two and a half. Um, and, and Logan, the reason I'm talking about pooping babies and mm. pooping children is because what I want to talk about... It's because we're immersed in that immersed more in that. often than any nothing, other component of life <laughs> nothing, at this point. Yeah. Nothing else that we can talk about um, or n- that we know how to talk about. But I'm, I'm curious how, and I'm sure there's people out there listening that can relate. How have you seen your strengths... Um, I'll say how kind of kind of three questions here. How have they? How have you just seen them show up yep. in the context of parenting? You're a year and a half in. I'm five. Five. My oldest is five and a half. I guess. Um, how have you seen them just show up? Yep. Maybe an example or two of that. How have you seen them change? And then how have you seen? I don't know if we'll kind of have like a dark side here, but maybe you're like, oh, I can see how this is part of a strength that is kind of ugly coming out because yeah. kids are mirrors right they totally. reflect back what they see i could talk about that forever and some of the ugly things i'm like oh he's doing that because i did this and now i'm gonna have to fix that yep absolutely <laughs> so let's start with how just how have you seen maybe just one one quick example of how you've seen one of your strengths um kind of show up in the process of the last 18 months so those of you who've listened to the podcast you've heard me talk about leading from the influencing domain command competition one and two i've got the rest of the influencing domain except maximizer is in my top 13 interesting yep so significance and self-assurance are right behind i've always been the career guy like i've always been very driven way overboard put in the hours and it was an achievers there too so it was just natural it was what i love to do and that hasn't stopped by any means i believe in the work we do and i love it but my i think my command significance showing up in the world and maybe competition there the win looks different right i've had this baby and i was totally that person who had the existential moment holding her for the first time was terrified right Uh, but i've seen such a shift in the way that those influencing themes are fulfilled outside of simply what i achieve at work and that's been profound and i think it's made me better at work but it's been a refocusing and a shifting that I couldn't have even articulate. Like I would have thought that was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me before I'm 28 years old at 27. I probably would have said like, there's nothing I want less in life than to have my focus, not be winning at work. Quite yeah. honestly. Interesting. Wow. That's fascinating. Do you it's, feel anything like that in it's, your, it's beautiful what you said. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, I think when, you know, whenever you have children or in any sort of big shift in life, it, you sort of forced to kind of reevaluate what's, what's most important and what you value. And, and all of that stuff. But so it's interesting. I didn't really have any sort of existential crisis. Hmm. Um, when my, my first was, was born, what I, 
the strength that I see over and over show up is adaptability because you just you just have to be. But I think so. Our son was born, and then we moved like seven months later. Also, I essentially quit my job working at university and started working for Leadership Vision in, a, in an official um, or not official, but a more uh, just more hours. Yep. Um, but I was like the the at home person primarily and traveling. And having this little baby. And so my adaptability I have seen everywhere. And I, th- I think where I really see it and how I see it as a helpful thing, you know, we talked about um, environments in an earlier podcast is like, um, I don't necessarily like to adapt, but huh. I can. So yeah. I'm not like, oh, he's sick today and staying home from school or, oh, they, you know, were up all night and I had this big thing planned today. I don't like that. Like, I wish that didn't happen. But I'm pretty, pretty easy. It's pretty easy for me to kind of go with the flow yeah. and figure out, okay, I'll shift this and this and that'll be fine and this can happen. Or even, you know, this needs to just get rescheduled to another day and that's fine. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't throw me off to the point where I can't function and I have to, you know, make my wife stay home from work too. Uh-huh. <laughs> too. But the other thing that's, that's kind of been interesting too is as it has come up is... Um, like, how do I make that generative? So how do I go with the flow in a way where, and specifically my wife doesn't sort of feel the effects of that because as she is the one with the full-time fancy job, like not complain about the fact that I'm staying home and I had this stuff planned and now I'm, you know, doing this and whatever else. So I think that's where sometimes you can use your strengths almost like weapons. Totally. Of like, you know, hey, look what I'm doing versus just like, Hey, I got this. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. You know? Yeah, totally. You, you, if you lean into what's easier or more natural sure. or it, not in your case necessarily, but what actually is fun and energizing for you, that's not for the other person. It right. totally can be like you're playing with fire and but, yeah. it's easy to poke the holes in yeah. the way that they're parenting or living their life. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. absolutely. All the time. So how have you seen your strengths change? I think was the second one. Yep. Yeah. Like, have you noticed a big shift? I know it's only been a year and a half. Um, I'm trying to think back to a year and a half in for me. It's hard. It's hard to remember back because I have so many lost memory cells from the sleep deprivation. But is there one or two that you can point to and say, yeah, I've seen, and maybe it's even not a change. And I used to be this way and I'm now I'm this way, but perhaps it's even just a deeper understanding of, I, I'll, I'll use your command. I, I always saw command this way, but now I think it's changed and it's more like this. Yeah. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. Yeah, I, I'll I'll say I'll talk about command and strategic. You have in no matter how complex the situation, even when we're doing this consulting and you get thrown into the middle of an entire organizational fire, right? There are ways out because you're dealing with logic normally in work. In there's, work, you know, there's no logic with kids. Exactly, yeah. and that's so. 
I tell people the first six months when I was alone with our baby, which didn't happen often, but those first six months, I counted down the minutes until my wife got home because I was just like, okay, survive this, but there's no logic. The six months to nine months, I counted the hours. I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. But inevitably, each hour, there's a moment where I'm like, there, I can't do it. I can't win at this. I can't solve the problem. I can't command this away. Strategically, there's no intuition that helps me execute in this moment. And then from about nine months on, when our daughter started to be communicative and develop that, you know, something slightly predictable, then command strategic came back to a place. But I think there's a lot more patience. My command has always been pairing with that strategic has always been really quick. We talk about command like the military general or the sheepdog. It doesn't, there was a a strategic ability to lead however was needed in the circumstance. And I think having a kid has caused more patience to that and more, maybe it looks more relational these days. I think it it sounds a little bit more adaptive, like totally very adaptive. Like you have to. You have to adapt and adjust your uh, everything with with a kid. So, yep. huh? Yeah. So w- to be determined, as she's 15 months old at the time of this recording, what that will look like or sound like as she becomes a more logical being, or if she does, my childhood was not extremely linear or logical. So maybe I've got many years of this. Well, if she truly is your daughter. Um, <laughs> I mean, of course, she's your daughter. Truly, I, I think so. <laughs> unless, it, yeah. Wait, let me rephrase that. <laughs> if uh, you said earlier, she, you know, with the whole bed thing, if 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 she, if she truly mirrors kind of your personality, I foresee lots of intense debates and yep. conversations down the road, and hopefully, you're able to appreciate each other in in the headbutting exactly. and just know that so that like ironing, sharpening iron thing is, totally. is what's and, happening and there. i will be a cool dad for oh, sure yeah. like she's think gonna that's... think i'm so cool that even if she doesn't agree with anything i believe in i'm pretty sure every dad in history has thought that and yeah. most except for phil dunphy he's pretty cool i well most, that's kind of dads... that's the picture yeah okay yeah okay yep <laughs> nathan that being said tell me how your strengths have changed yes in your okay. parenthood so i was i've been thinking about this a lot and i do think about this a lot and i think for me and i don't know if this has I would say this is necessarily change. I have the strength of futuristic. And for me, I think what has happened with, with my children is that it has given me some very clear futuristic markers, Hmm. specifically around like high school graduation, college graduation, even like, you know, kindergarten. And, you know, there's, there's all these now, uh, goals we'll say in the future. And that impacts, you know, even like what, what, uh, how do I want to be setting my career up over the next, you know, few years so that when all the kids are out of the house and I'm no longer needed outside of drop-offs and pickups, like, what does that look like for me? Totally. Are we saving for college now that we know, um, you know, this date, assuming everything goes to plan, you know, the first kid goes, the second two, and then the fourth. And so I think my futuristic in some ways has just gotten a little sharper um, around these things. And before my futuristic would be more like, um, oh, an event is happening, you know, maybe short term or like, I'm going to do this thing. I don't know exactly how it's going to apply to the future. I know that it will. It's been like a, maybe a hazy horizon, if you will, Mm -hmm. like a, a sunrise or sunset of like, it's out there somewhere. I don't really know. 
But as now I think about like all these specific dates and then also, so we're a little bit older parents. And so knowing that, all right, so when my son goes to college, he's the oldest, I'll be, what is it? 58, I think. Wow. Is that right? 56. And when my youngest goes, I'll be, you know, 62 or whatever it is. Um, I think that math is wrong, but we're going to go with it for now. <laughs> and so like, well, what does that mean then for my wife and I, and how do we plan for that stuff? And I think the futuristic strength for me has always just been like, I love just daydreaming about what the future could be and yep. thinking about this. But now there's some very specific things attached to it and some very like, okay, so saving for college, uh, like saving for retirement at saving, the same time. Exactly. As college. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, what do all those things mean? Um, I also think, and this maybe can be a segue into the third, um, kind of our third point of maybe how we've seen our strengths show up in ways that maybe we can't even count them strengths because they're a little bit ugly. But my maximizer, I think, has shown up or how I've seen that change with kids is the way, like, expectations of people. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I have pretty high stands, standards for people. Often it's, you know, connected to specific, like, work tasks or even other stuff. But with these these little... Um, these little humans who have, as you said earlier, no logic, not a lot of reason. Sometimes, especially because my son's the oldest, it's like, I just expect more than I think he's able, like, yeah. like, like cognitively able to do. And so sometimes I'll get in these, and then maybe there's also communication, like seeking clarity of why did you do this thing? And his answer is like, I don't know. I just did. And I'm <laughs> like, that cannot be your answer. There has to be some logic and just realizing there's not. Yep. <laughs> There's not. And so to like to actually like you know, almost back away from some of those things. Um I don't know. Do you ever do you ever struggle with with not treating and again, I know she's only 18 months but just not treating them as just oh, totally. not treating her as a small human but as as a very like <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Like, well, I and watching your interaction with your son from afar you probably can appreciate my daughter is so strong mm. she walked at eight months started talking right yes. after that i remember you, you know? telling me that yeah so i think there and i i my youngest was sister was a year younger than me so i was never really around kids so totally i've fallen into that trap so many times of thinking she's so strong she clearly knows what she wants there's got to be more behind the tantrum or even the good stuff, you know, there's gotta be more behind her being so goofy that I can, I can detect the pattern, make sense of it and then move forward and be better at this. And so I I think, and the cool thing, the gift of parenting in that regard for me is it's given me a little bit more pause to step back and have patience for humanity in general, which in this current climate in our world, I think has been, genuinely such a a huge thing for me to sit back and go, you know what? We are logical beings to some degree, but circumstances and inner motive and all that stuff can be so tangled. So even with adults, having this illogical little thing has given me more ability to empathize, maybe not to understand, but to empathize and to slow down and to value the complexity of the human experience logical or illogical um that that genuinely i'm so thankful for i love that and you know one of the well i when i asked you to do this podcast i was i was 
kind of secretly going to apply this lesson that you just did. So I don't know that I need to belabor yes, it, but I love winning. <laughs> That's awesome. You totally won this. <laughs> but like what I, what I hope the takeaway for people is in this is not to treat, <laughs> not to treat their colleagues like children, treat every one of your colleagues like, like a 15 month old. Exactly. Child. Yep. Um, no, but that idea of like exactly what you said, the patience, the empathy to just recognize that people, um, to even have positive intent, I think like yeah, sometimes people huge. do things that are maybe a little malicious, but like treat them in those regards, treat them that way. Yep. But also, and one of the things that I love so much about all my children is just the, the curiosity about yeah. everything about, you know, why this, why that we had someone in our house doing some work and I finally had to drag him away because he was distracting the guy so much. But my son was just asking all these questions about what does this tool do? Why are you cutting a hole there? <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. I never want like yeah. him to lose that. So I think, you know, the lesson I want to leave us with is just, you know, remain curious about those around you, about your, your family, about your colleagues, about, you know, even the barista at the coffee shop, totally. like, like, Ask them a, a curious question about what they like about the job. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then, like you said, have that empathy, have that patience for the human understanding to just to, to take a beat. And instead of just assuming this person's different, therefore they're weird and therefore bad and therefore I need to get mad at them. Yep. To take a beat, right? Yep. Yeah, that's been so real for me. So, Logan, what's been ugly for you? Yeah. Um, you know, we've touched on a lot of it. My wife and I have definitely navigated relational waters. So my wife, empathy, developer, relator, adaptability. Um, so she is adaptable. But when we talk about adaptability, we often teach it as the winding river. Uh, but or we or other staff likes to teach it as kind of the what is it, the palm tree that can bend a bunch, but there's yes, a break. Absolutely. And my command is almost the opposite, where command is like, oh, all this mm. stuff is swirling, there is and no, I'm just going to step in, right? There's no bending, yeah, flexing. Totally. Yeah. Um, so my wife's adaptability at the moments that she breaks, it's like, I need to get out. Run for yep, the hills. I need, she's like, I need yeah. to get away from this or I can't recover, mm. which is not always possible, right? If your baby is screaming for the fourth or fifth right. uh, night hour, in a row, hour yeah, in a row, fourth yeah. or fifth yeah hour in a row the fourth or fifth night my wife is just like i'm done i'm like you can't even like go walk in tart you have to go to walmart which you're not going to walmart <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning right yeah. so um there the ugly side for me is that you find your ability to take advantage of those situations or to lord it over them or those kind of things and yeah, so, that's not good. yeah right so you and my colleagues have actually helped me process a lot of that and have the right conversations and they'll kick me when i need to be kicked and encourage me when i need to be encouraged but you see how people can just stop communicating in a marriage you grow a great like i don't understand how single moms do what oh. they do or dads genuine yeah or single, anybody <laughs> anybody single parent i don't understand how a single parent does yeah. what they do because in those breaking moments Generally, the other one has been able to step in, in the two of us, but you see how people just stop communicating with whoever oh, yeah. they're parenting with oh, totally. because you, you just are so frustrated with the circumstance and you can project it on the other. Um, it's, I haven't handled that well at times. And so for me to have the relational developer wife that I have who will bring it back and say, okay, let's actually talk about that and figure out how to support each other better after that's huge. Thank you, universe, huge. for bringing the two of us together. 
Um, but it's been, yeah, I've been ugly in those moments where yeah. I've been like, whoa, who is this jerk? <laughs> That's good because, yeah. like, again, these 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 little people, these mm-hmm. kids, they show they hold this mirror to us, right? And hopefully, yeah. we use that as an opportunity to like, oh, I have a little food in my teeth. Let me pick that out so yep. that I'm not not quite so so funky looking. Well, Logan, thanks. This has been fun. Uh, it's always fun to talk to you, but um, it's fun to talk about kids and parenting and life and how we apply that moving forward. Yeah, it's really fun. Thanks, thanks for the time. Absolutely. A couple of nights ago, my five and a half year old son woke me up around 2 a.m. He climbed into my side of the bed, got about an inch from my face, and told me that he'd lost his favorite stuffed animal and that I needed to get up right now and help him find it. It's this stuffed penguin named Mr. Farsi that rarely leaves his side. So why this friend wasn't with him when he went to bed or why it took six hours for him to realize this, well, those were irrelevant questions at the moment. All that mattered was that I get up and get up now and help him look. So I did. And after about 30 seconds, I declared that we would wait until first light and then begin the search again. No, Dad, he pleaded. We just need to go look in the basement one more time. So begrudgingly, with my eyes still not adjusted to the light, he led me by the hand into the basement. Now, I could feel myself getting angry and thought of a whole bunch of reasons why it was ridiculous to be looking for this penguin at two in the morning. But in a moment of, well, I guess it was a rare moment of parental clarity, I decided that it would mean the world to him if I was able to find this penguin and be the hero. So I decided to put on my best sleuthing skills and we fanned out in the basement. It took me less than 30 seconds to find him, and I'll never forget the look on his face when they were reunited. Thanks so much, Dad. You're the best, he said as I tucked him back into bed. Now, I share that story with you because I think we have moments like this every day when we're met with the decisions about which path to travel down, not only with our children, but with ourselves, coworkers, spouses, and other people we come into contact with in our daily lives. In those moments, I challenge you, at least more often than not, to choose the path of empathy, patience, and curiosity. Because when we do that, we have the potential to make a huge impact, or just a small one, in the lives of other people. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.